Rethink Retail, the evolution of retail in today's connected world. Welcome to the Rethink Retail Show, your source for the most recent trends and innovations in commerce. Join host Julia Raymond, Global Director of Research at Valtech, a global digital agency focused on strategy and transformation in retail, as she explores the most recent trends and innovations in commerce. This episode of Rethink Retail, sponsored by Valtech, where experiences are engineered. Hi, and welcome to the show. Today, I'm joined by my guest, Carol Lehman. Carol is the Chief Executive Officer at Exonify. Exonify is an AI-powered learning platform that helps employers train and communicate with their frontline employees. Prior to her role at Exonify, Carol led several tech companies, including PostRank Inc., which was acquired by Google in 2011. Carol, will you kick us off by telling us a bit about yourself and your professional journey? Absolutely, I will. And thanks for having me uh, here today, Julia. I'm thrilled to be able to connect with you and your audience. And just a little bit of background about me. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I have built, grown, and sold a number of companies. And I started this one about eight years ago. And it was because I was intrigued by a particular retail use case for a different way to train people. And so I bought some really basic rudimentary technology eight years ago and used my intuition and just a bunch of really smart learning from that one customer to build and grow Exonify and all of the learnings that I had through previous tech companies. And actually, I am a a CPA by formal education, so a finance person. And that foundation also was a really good one for growing and leading companies and doing it in a way that was profitable and sustainable. So yeah, I've had a, a fantastic career, very interesting, lots of different organizations. And I can say without question, Exonify is the one I have loved the most and hope it just continues to grow into a really, really huge company. Absolutely. And you said eight years ago is when you founded Exonify. Is that correct? That's right. Eight years ago. And how did you get, you said a retail use case spurred the idea. What Can you dive into that a little bit more about the inspiration? Yeah. So I can't uh, mention the name. We're not allowed to tell uh, who it was, but it was an organization that, like many retailers, was experiencing loss in areas of the business related to inventory shrink and also OSHA reportable medical accidents and injuries. And they got a new executive who said, Traditional ways of training our associates simply do not work to change their behavior in ways that impact the business. We have very high turnover. They often come to us with little to no experience. And because they only stay for, in some cases, six months, sometimes less, We don't really have the opportunity to give them and invest in them a tremendous amount of training. So I need something that's going to work for that short period of time that they pay attention to and that improves our business outcomes related to things like shrink and OSHA reportables. So we took that idea and conceived of a way to, in three minutes a shift, 
get some core specific targeted information to the associates anywhere, anytime they had three minutes and then measured what they knew or didn't know in those topic areas and then automatically adjusted what they would see the next time so that we could close specific knowledge gaps in these areas. And we gamified the experience in a way that made it irresistible for the associate. So they wanted to have it every time they had a shift. And when a customer wasn't around or they were on a break or at the beginning of their shift, they could simply log on, spend those three minutes, learn some new things that were relevant and targeted to them, and then go about their day. What happened was in that first year, that organization quite literally improved the business outcome by tens of millions of dollars. And it was through sheer behavior change because of knowledge acquisition. So that was our original use case. The idea that we had worked and we used that example to then start to approach others and have replicated the ROI and the benefit to many, many retailers at this point. That's amazing. And the case study, the first case study is saving tens of millions through gamifying the training and just three minutes really made that much of a difference is just uh, tremendous. And when I think about how much frontline employees are in the news right now because of the pandemic, it's clear that there's a lot of issues, whether that's a lot of training and hiring to meet the needs, especially in grocery, that are growing astronomically right now. So can you tell me a little bit about what you're hearing from grocers that you work with right now? Absolutely. Grocery, as we know, is one of those segments that is being impacted by current events in a really positive way from a sales perspective. But the issues that they're running into are that they do need to hire in volume and very rapidly. So they're experiencing challenges, finding people, getting people on board and getting them onboarded as quickly as possible so they can be productive as quickly as possible and doing it in ways that don't involve pulling them into a classroom or conveying them a few bits of information at the end of a week in kind of a huddle. They need these people to get in, get trained immediately, do it in sort of a remote fashion and have that content that they're being trained on not be the kind of boil the ocean, here's all the things we need you to know. The training has to be highly targeted, not just to specific jobs and job duties, like, you know, working a cash register, but also now all of this additional content and knowledge related to COVID, related to how to deal with people in the store and keep yourself and your customers safe. So the amount of content that they need people to understand quickly and effectively has also exploded with a need to get them trained faster than ever. So real challenge there with our customers that we're hearing in market right now. Mm -hmm. Just the speed of adoption and adaption right now and communicating to the employees, because what is 
let's say a traditional grocer, how do they typically go about training employees or communicating with all of them at once? It is the case that with grocery, with retail generally, most employees that get hired, especially the frontline folks, don't have email addresses with their employers. Because there is such a high turnover environment, many of them just aren't assigned. So the only way to communicate with them around new information, around training, is to do it in person or to provide them when they're hired links to online modules that they have to go on and over a series of typically hours, watch those modules once and then they're considered trained. In fact, my daughter was trained that way for a food service company, nine hours of videos. Mm, Fun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Done at home. And frankly, those employees certainly don't retain most of it. Many of them don't even watch the videos, really. They play them. And then they get to the job and they're in the deli, in the grocery store, and they're not quite sure how to appropriately slice the meat and use that meat slicer. So they'll often just ask somebody else they work with how to do it. And hopefully that person knows how to do it. And so there's an awful lot of ineffective upfront training traditionally, and it's not really reinforced in the appropriate ways at work. So once in a while, you may see memos in break rooms or have a huddle in person where you're told some new things. But at the end of the day, it's minimal. It is inconsistent across the board. And frankly, it's highly, highly ineffective to get people performing in the ways that are, in fact, going to keep your produce looking beautiful and as fresh as possible, get people to not have accidents in the deli, get people to bake the cakes so that it looks the right way in the bakery. All of those sorts of things that are essential to having a great customer experience. Is there a feedback loop component with this platform that grocers can use to gauge how employees are feeling and what they're going through? Yeah, so there are ways for employees to communicate. So leaders to communicate with their employees, their direct reports, and also for those direct reports then to make comments, uh, suggestions around content, things like that. So it is a way to keep the lines of communication open. And what we've seen many times is employees who have received communication and who understand that it may be different than what they've been told to do previously or they've seen others do that they work with. Interestingly, when they get the correct information on the platform through, you know, just daily information and reinforcement, we've seen many bring to the attention of their managers or other store employees that, well, I learned this. So why are you telling me that? Or why did Mm. somebody do it the other way? So there are so many proof points that they're actually paying attention to what they're seeing. They're retaining it. And then they're operationalizing it either by doing the right things or by addressing things that are inconsistent with what they're seeing and then making those corrections, which is wonderful. It sounds like 
they're empowered, right? So they um, are able to communicate that they already knew that information or that it was different. And it's just interesting because a lot of grocers and even some retailers pre-pandemic did not have their capability for click and collect or delivery fully fleshed out. I would imagine that's something grocers are thinking about. How do we train our own employees in addition to having a third party help with delivery? So, so right, right on. You know, there has been a movement towards click and collect that's gone, I would say, fairly slowly over the last three years, adoption wise, from a customer standpoint. And you're right, there is urgency now over click and collect. And so interestingly, we have a number of training modules around click and collect, and those have been picked up by other of our grocery retailers who haven't had click and collect capability. So we're seeing a movement to jumping on that bandwagon as quickly as possible. And the fact that we have standard content in that area and have seen uptake there tells us that that movement is happening. For anyone who works in grocery who's listening, it sounds like based on your case studies with previous or current customers, you already have preloaded content for training that they can then customize if needed. Absolutely right. We have a bunch of standard packages that are by industry, grocery being one, where it's the quick start. You can come in, get very relevant content to the things that your associates need to know immediately, and you don't have to worry about creating it yourself. You can get going very, very quickly and cover the basics and then layer on those things that are very specific to your business. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. And I wanted to note just because China is ahead of us in flattening the curve and things are starting to get back to somewhat normal. I was just speaking with some business leaders there and things are opening up a little bit, but consumers are still cautious. They're still heavily relying on groceries and not dining out very often. So I think this will be something grocery will have to be adapting for for a long while. And in China, there was 20% growth in online grocery delivery in the hardest hit month uh, around January. So if you think about that kind of growth, we are probably seeing that here in North America, if not higher. And just two years ago, US was at 2.2% of people doing online grocery delivery. And I believe it was 2.8% last year. So extremely low. And it's crazy to imagine how much grocers are having to adapt quickly to meet from 3% to 20% or higher online demand. I completely agree with you. And so interestingly, the largest grocery chain in China is one of our customers. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we have been on that journey with them over a number of months now. And and I can tell you that the urgency with which they are getting people, new employees onto the platform and training them is absolutely there. And I agree with you that I think there's going to be a very long tail of implication here for things like dining out and, you know, just cooking your own food at home. And I do think grocers are going to benefit from that for a lot longer than just the period of time that we're quarantined at home. Mm -hmm. I definitely think there'll be a segment of consumers who realize how convenient it is to have groceries delivered and 
continue so that the adoption would have grown faster than the previous trajectory before the pandemic? I think also interestingly, and and this is in conversation, just uh, sort of casually with people, when Click and Collect was first introduced, there was a general perception that people would be, the shoppers for you, would be going into the store and selecting produce and meat and merchandise on the shelves in the grocery store. And what grocers have figured out is that they just need focused warehouses where they have the best produce, the best selection of meat and other things, and that their shoppers are actually able to then select the highest quality merchandise for delivery to home. So I think that realization is also going to grow rapidly and people will be less reluctant to allow somebody else to shop for their apples or their broccoli when they realize the quality of produce is excellent. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting because it improves the shopper experience in store, not having so many pickers running around, you know, having them be able to access a warehouse in the back with all of the food for online orders. And is there anything else um, you've heard from your client over in China? Are they able to meet the demands or... What was it like? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I did see a couple of videos from some of their stores about eight weeks ago, kind of at the height of the issue there. And it was fairly chaotic. It was prior to an orderly sort of approach to letting people in stores. And fortunately, we in North America have, have managed to figure that out pretty quickly with lineups and things like that. But there was a lot of chaos there. And store shelves were empty, like completely empty. And so they've come through that. And now things are, you know, much more orderly. And with people now being able to leave their homes and kind of reemerge, things seem to have gotten back to a normal cadence there. But it's still never going to get back to completely the way it was, is my view. And even thinking about the training component with having people line up outside of the store. How do you deal with disgruntled customers who've been waiting 10 to 15 minutes? How do you make sure they keep six foot distance or more, disinfect each cart? There's just so many small things. Absolutely. Stuff that, you know, if you had asked me six months ago, would we be training our customers, employees on these exact things you just mentioned? I would have said, really? Are you crazy? But all of that stuff now is so important And no grocer wants to be the grocer that somebody then says they weren't keeping people distanced and there happened to be an outbreak in that store. So they're all highly cognizant of keeping their customers and their employees safe. And doing that involves a tremendous amount of training. Absolutely. And if we switch gears, because I know Exonify, you work with global retailers as well as grocers specifically, do you think that there will be pent up demand? We're seeing social selling and some other trends that some of these typical bricks are now doing more of, but what are you hearing? You know, I really do. I think there is going to be pent up demand. In fact, I was uh, on a call yesterday with a retail influencer who said that in chatting with his clients, they were seeing not nearly as much online shopping as they anticipated. 
Uh, many of them have turned all of their marketing efforts to social selling and, and through digital channels. I think people are just not spending money. And so when life returns to normal, people are reemployed. And for those that who are out of work and, you know, those who are not just don't know how this is going to end and when. So they're reserving their spending habits. And I do believe that when things come back, there is going to be a desire to walk into stores and to experience that again. I think that there are going to be retailers who have a lot of inventory in warehouses that they had purchased and were already landed and sitting there waiting to go into stores. I think we're going to see a lot of discounted merchandise, which is going to cause shoppers to return to those stores. So I do think that we're going to see a bit of a bubble and it will taper off and and kind of settle back to normal. But I do think people are going to shop again and do it fairly quickly, as long as those retailers also respect that shopping habits are going to change. People are going to behave differently in stores. They are not going to want to be shoulder to shoulder in Costco, as Mm -hmm. we have all gotten so used to. So there are going to be changes to buying habits, even in brick and mortar. And they're going to have to make their associates sensitive to those sorts of changes. So, you know, I do think that there's going to be some training involved in that also. Mm -hmm. Do you foresee, I mean, disinfecting is, will that be a component that continues on post pandemic? People want to see the retailers staff cleaning and wiping down. 100%. There are going to be policies and procedures around cleanliness that will stay forever. And I think this event has led all of us to realize about simple hand washing, about, you know, the life of a virus on a surface and the need to be constantly cleaning things. You know, I think we all appreciate like never before what a face mask does. And having toilet paper. And having toilet paper, exactly. (laughs) So... I think that there are going to be long standing changes to the way life is and and retailers are going to have to adjust to that and train their people to continue with those things long after we all go back to normal. Mm -hmm. And for retailers who can, who have the capital now might be a good time to start the training. Absolutely. And in fact, I can tell you that we have a number of customers right now who are utilizing the time of their learning and development professionals to add to their content, to garden that content and curate it so that when the associates come back to work, they can instantly press go and it's ready for them to start to absorb. And in fact, we also have others who are continuing to train their associates on some of this new stuff 
while the associates are at home and getting paid. So they're really taking advantage of this downtime to retool and think about how they do things differently and how to convey that information so that there's no lag in the operationalization of it when the associates come back to work. So Carol, I saw Exonify, you guys posted um, that there's some free resources and new content you've put together to help during this pandemic. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we, I know like many other companies are trying to do what we can. And so we've put together a free grocery onboarding offer to the market so that we can help those that aren't even our customers if they want to get associates hired quickly, onboarded quickly, productive quickly with all of these changing, urgent topics, they can do that and we will support them in their efforts to just get people on board, trained and keep them safe. We also have lots of other free learning content uh, for our customers around mental health, things like sanitization, social distancing, all of that kind of stuff, hand washing, etc. And, you know, we're here to support everybody who uses Exonify to an extraordinary degree, even more so now. So help them be successful, help them continue that success when the world returns to normal. Absolutely. And where can our listeners find this content that you were referencing, especially for um, grocery? Well, so they should reach out to us through our website, um, www.exonify.com. They can reach out to me as the CEO. I'm Carol Lehman and it's C Lehman at exonify.com. And there's actually, if you go on the website, there is a link and it's info.exonify.com backslash grocery dash 101 dash course. So if you, if you Google that, you'll come right to the page and you can see all the details. Perfect. That was Carol Lehman with Exonify. Thank you so much for joining today and for the work you guys are doing to help out during this global crisis. Thanks, Julie. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to Rethink Retail. For all the latest news on commerce and trends, join the discussion, rethink.industries.com. 